Inspiration, now in session. Inspire God's people, the podcast. The podcast. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Speaking of purpose, you are not walking in your purpose until you can be excited about something old. Woo! Let it marinate, baby. Let it marinate. Hey, let it marinate, baby. Let it marinate. Marinate, marinate, marinate. I ain't never marinated nothing in my life. That is just a fun fact. So what am I talking about right now? What you mean, Jay? I ain't walking in my purpose because I ain't excited about something old. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know what I'm talking about? Think about the new car smell, okay? Look, you get that new car. You 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 get the drive. You ever got a, ooh, you get a new car. You just, you trying to make up places to go, bro. You, you ain't got nowhere to go. It's like you hitting up people you ain't seen in seven years. Hey, yo, um, what's good? They like, who this? Oh, this Jay. Yeah, yeah, what's good, bro? Uh, yeah, man, I'm just in the city. Um, what y'all up to? The person on the other end of the phone is confused because they have not yet been made aware of why you're calling them. They think you missed them. They think that you actually still like them. But in reality, you need somewhere to go to show off your new car. Okay. Look, that's not you. I ain't never did that before. Okay, I know the new thing, my little social media generation. What we do in the new social media generation is we get a car or a house and here, oh, this is how you do it. You post the picture, right? But hey, mm, this is social media. I can add a caption that gives God glory about something that I just want to stunt on my people. I just want stunt man, stunt man. Come on, evil Knievel. You just trying to stunt on the people, but you make a caption. Thank God for blessing me with my new Benzo. 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 When we're really with the caption, really is saying is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look who ain't on the bus no more, cuz. That's what you really want to say. But what's my point? It's easy to be excited about something new. That same car, fast forward three years, when you done skipped 36 oil changes, your brake lights is on, and you ain't got those fixed, You um your tires is down on the tread, bruh. Look. Somebody can call you up. Hey, man, can you pick me up from... Look, 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 I'm tired. I just got out of work. I ain't trying to go nowhere. Yeah. Oh, the, you ain't excited no more because the car ain't new. When the car was new, I could have called you and asked you to pick me up from Africa, drive through the ocean, and um, for, for 56 days, and you would have been on your way. But the excitement typically wears off when things aren't new anymore. The purpose that I'm trying to make is that for those of us who want to walk in our purpose, we are going to have to try to find a way to be excited about something old. Think of it this way. In the first day that you start feeling like, oh, I know what I'm created to do. I feel it. Yes, I'm going to open this business. Yes, I'm going to go in this direction of this new career. I'm going to do this or that. What happens? You super excited. First week of school, you dressing cute, you paying attention, you doing your homework. What happened? Four, five weeks into school. You know what? I'm tired of it. I mean, I'm tired of the school stuff. This is crazy. You whooping the kids for no reason, arguing with your husband or your wife for no reason. 
Why? Because the newness of the situation has worn off. But in order to endure and get to the finish line of something, you have to find a way to keep the same energy, keep the same excitement when something is old. Now, I know that a lot of people won't be able to do this, but I'm not talking to a lot of people. I'm talking to you. You are a winner. I don't, you ain't winning nothing from me, but you a winner. You on your way. I couldn't tell you where you was going either. But look, y'all, remember this one thing. Everything, everything old everything was once old. new. All right, people, let's take a quick break and listen to the J-Will music song of the day. And when we come back, we are going to talk about Forever 21. So, yeah, get ready. We going to, you know what I'm saying? We talking about, you know, old things being new, new things being whatever. So we're going to play an old song today, man. This is from my second solo album that I released back in 2012. The album is called Ultrasound. And I'm going to play the title track today. Ultrasound. Um, <laughs> look, man, I, it's, it's so funny listening back to my old stuff because I produced this track too. Like I was playing every instrument on here. Like, man, I did it all. And it's, it's funny, but it's dope to me. Um, and when I listen to these songs, I remember where I was at. So y'all check out Ultrasound. Please listen to the words. Please, please listen to the words. Say it. Please, please listen to the words. I walked by faith across a bridge. This is my journey. And it led me to a cliff. And I will survive. Lord, what do I do now? I'm standing. Exodus 14 and 21 reads, 
And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. So I say unto you today, when you have faith, and you end up at a hard place, let God divide the waters. This is your ultrasound. Yo, you just heard Ultrasound by yours truly, J-Will Music, and I believe that is on iTunes and everywhere else my music is. Uh, maybe? I kind of think it's on there. If not, you can always check out a lot of my music at jermainwilson.bandcamp.com. And if you have any questions and you're not finding something that you're looking for, then hit me up via email, jermainwilsonmusic at gmail.com. Last but not least, you can always just search jwillmusic.com. And if you're on your cell phone and scroll to the bottom, then you'll see a link to my Instagram, my email, like all those things. So jwillmusic.com is one L, J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. It's time to head over to my Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to head over to my Facebook page. Guys, people, we are taking it back with this one. We are actually going to go all the way back to September 2017, a Facebook entry I made. I used to do these things called From My Perspective on Facebook, where I would either take a business or organization or um, an invention, a person, and I would, you know, give in bullet point form uh, some details about their story. And then after that, I would give my perspective. So we're bringing that to the show. And we are going to start off with the Forever 21 success story from my perspective. All right. So let, let me tell you a couple of things about Forever 21. I think you're familiar with the story. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I have to tell you what Forever 21 is. If you don't know, then it is a clothing store typically found in malls. And I would say that the demographic they go after is probably high school, college student, younger, um, you know, 20 to 25 year old, maybe when they're in the workforce or whatever. Uh, most people, I think I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna try to knock you if you still wear it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like similar to H&M. So anyway, Forever 21. Number one, it was founded by husband and wife duo, Jin Suk and Do Wan quotations, nicknamed Don Chang. So Jin Suk, Don Chang, uh, they founded this company, husband and wife. Here's a couple of cool things. They were 29 years old and they were immigrants from South Korea when they started this company. The company started in 1984. So, you know, let's 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 talk through this. You know, we're talking about things that take time on this show today. And, you know, sometimes we could see things as they are today. And we can think they just popped out of nowhere. Like, man, how, how is this store so big? Or how are they worth so much? And this is why I like to study people's stories, because I want the perspective behind the bullet points, behind the highlights. And, you know, sometimes we're looking at people's lives in this new social media age. And y'all know I love social media, but it kind of get on my nerves sometimes. But it's just because of how it conditions us to think, where we just look at people's highlights and we, we leave out all of the details. So Forever 21, if you didn't know, now you know. And if you did know, it's a reminder. They started in 1984 by some 29-year-olds. So imagine that you in the 80s, you're an immigrant from South Korea and like, uh, we about to start clothing stuff. Anyway, let's keep it going. Don, the husband, um, obviously, I don't know why I felt the need to say Don. Okay, Don and Jen are married. Which one is the man? Anyway, Jermaine. Don worked as a janitor and served coffee 
when he noticed everyone who drive nice cars work in fashion. So isn't that crazy? Like, my man had two jobs. He was an immigrant in his 20s. So he, you know, obviously didn't know a lot about this country. wasn't, you know, from here. And he just, like, he just looked. So, like, look, we got to keep our eyes open. Like, this is one thing I've learned. Like, I look at these stories, and I take this stuff so serious, y'all. And if I take it too serious for you, I'm sorry. But this is how I get to where I am, and this is how I keep going because I don't take things lightly anymore. I used to. And there's a difference for me in my personal life when I take things seriously and when I'm focused and when I'm paying attention to every single thing, every single day that God is doing and not taking things for granted. And what I like about Don is here he is, this 20-something-year-old dude in the 80s from South Korea working two jobs, a janitor and serving coffee. Now, here's the importance of appreciating every you know, point in your life and everywhere where the Lord has you. Imagine if Don was spending that time complaining in that position. No, he was a janitor and serving coffee, paying attention, y'all. And because he was paying attention, he noticed something. He noticed like, yo, there's some nice cars coming through this gas station. And it seems like he putting two and two together now that like a lot of these people work in fashion. So what am I saying? Like, we have to be careful when we are in our janitor moment, when we are in our serving coffee moment, in that moment where you not going to be able to post the Instagram picture to look like you stunting on everybody because you ain't stunting. You, you just, like, that's your moment, though. Like, what I'm saying is, like, we got to appreciate the moments when we're not there, y'all. And I know it's hard. It's not. It's like, Jermaine, but you don't understand. All right. So, again, I'm just kind of giving random bullet points about this um, reading on this post. So here's the next kind of fact about Forever 21. The store was originally called Fashion 21, and they started it with $35,000. All right. Now, you're talking about in the 80s. So I would definitely say that $35,000 was probably more like. Sixty, seventy thousand dollars. That's just off the top of my head. You got to consider inflation and all of that. So let's just say, you know, hey, some of us driving around, not me, but like you might be driving around in a Escalade. Escalades are a hundred thousand dollars. So it's like, okay, they started this with less than the price of an Escalade. So if you got an Escalade, you could have started a business. All right, let's keep it moving. Forever Twenty One remains a family business today. So what does that mean? It means that they are still ran, owned, and operated like entrepreneurs, like they kept it in the family. They didn't, you know, sell it off to some, you know, company. And, you know, a lot of times people start businesses to be acquired, um, you know, because they can make their money and walk away from it. But they still run it as a family business, which I actually really like. Um, let's keep it moving. Their daughters, Linda and Esther, both hold high-level positions within the company. That's super dope to me. Imagine being in your 20s and you have this idea to start this business and you look up, you know, 30 you know, years later and now your children, they don't just work there. They have high position there. You know what I'm saying? And look, I'm not mad at people like people with an inheritance. You know what I'm saying? We always talk about that as believers. The inheritance, the kingdom, favor isn't fair, all this stuff. That's not in the Bible, but, you know, favor, all that. And it's like, all right, cool. But sometimes, you know, it takes work to get there. Faith without works is what is dead. So these people worked hard. They built their business and their company up, and it allowed them to be able to put their kids in a position to keep this company as a part of their legacy and in their family. And what I'm saying that to say is like, Let's be mindful of the things that we're doing, that we're thinking about the future, that we're thinking about our children. And if you don't have children like me, you know, think about something. Maybe you got a nephew or a niece that could take over something. But what I'm saying is like, do things with purpose, pursue purpose with purpose. And the idea behind it is like, if we live life and we just act like, you know, nothing means nothing. It's all entertainment. It's all just fun. Like we're going to waste our lives. So what I'm, I'm trying to say is like every move, every decision we make, we have to find a deeper purpose in it so that we can sustain in the long run. OK, here's one of the dopest facts about, you know, um, Don and Jen or do or whatever, whatever is name, You know, they call them Don. 
but they are born again Christians. So that's why I shared this story. Like I thought that was pretty dope. And here's let me let me so now let me tell you kind of when this first peaked for me, um, or when this company piqued my interest. Because I used to shop there sometimes. Um, some stores have a men's section, some don't. So of course the ones that do have a men's section, I used to shop there a little bit. Never been like one of my main stores, but when I was in college, you know what I'm saying? A little bit of this, a little bit of that, need a t-shirt, some pants. Uh, they used to work out sometimes. On the bag, I noticed that it just says John 3.16. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, it, honestly, I was like, when I first saw it, I'm like, I hope they ain't trying to be funny. Like, I was hoping that it didn't have some type of disrespectful meaning um, that was going to make me so mad. Um, and Forever 21, you can't take stuff back. They only give you store credit. You know? <laughs> hey. Sometimes Christians can be cheap, bro. We we like that. They like, uh-uh, you ain't bringing nothing. That's why, honestly, that's why sometimes I'm like, yo, I don't know if I, if you shop in there, you got to know you, they, they want you to know you want it. They only want to deal with good decision makers, people who are purposeful and focused. And I'm sure that's not why, but still, it sounds good. But that was what piqued my interest anyway. You know, the John 316 at the bottom of the back. I did some research and, and looked and read about them. And, uh, yeah, I learned that they're really born-again Christians, or, um, or at least at the point when I was reading. Hopefully, they still are. Man, this is where it gets crazy. They, today, they have a net worth of $6 billion. Now, that's a lot of money. We know that money doesn't always equal success. But what I liked about this story, even though I don't know them and I don't know if they're solid Christians. I hope they are. You know, I don't know a lot about them. So um, I'm kind of dealing with surface level stuff to make a point here. But what I like about them, similar to companies like Chick-fil-A, is that they can have John 316 on their bag. They can be born again Christians and still find a way to become worth $6 billion. And if you're wondering, yes, I did some reading and find out they did get some heat at different points about the John 316 thing. And at least up until this point, when I when I put this out in 2017, they were still holding and standing firm and they would not take that off their bag. So I thought that was cool because so many times people compromise because they want to make a couple of dollars. And I just truly believe, again, looking at companies like Chick-fil-A, Forever 21, companies who can be bold, born again Christians and fight against the opposition and stand firm. You know, they could still actually make finances because some people compromise and be like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I got to take care of my family, bro. You know, what I'm? it's like, hey, you got to be a believer. Last bullet point. They still go to church and on mission trips to this day. So I thought that was pretty dope that Don and Jen, these owners of this massive company that a lot of us know about, you know, they are believers and they you know, boldly put it on their bags and they still go to church and still go on missions trips. And, um, you know, that alone right there to me is like, listen, we're not just believers and trying to chase purpose just to get there and forget about God, just to get to your destination and be like, all right, cool. That was fun. I'm done with y'all. No, we should stand firm in the faith, stand firm in the faith. Look, I'm not just trying to pray to God, like bless me with kids. And I'm going to get the kids and forget about God. It's like, no, we always need the Lord. And no matter if you got a business or, you know, you are, you know, work somewhere, it doesn't matter what it is. We always need the Lord. So we can't think just because we prayed for something and we got it that now it's time to wild out. And that's how we think sometimes. We think like, all right, you praying for something, but then you thinking like, yeah, when I get this, I'm about to act a fool. And I'm just telling you, man, you got to look for the deeper meaning in life, because if you do that, you know, you do know that ain't the last time you're going to need God. You know what I mean? Right? We, we do understand that, like, God could bless you with something today and you still going to need him again. Like, you're not good on your own. All right, so here's a couple of takeaways that I have from this. And I may have already covered them, so I'm going to go through them kind of quick. I said, number one, it's not where you start. It's where you finish. Um, and again, man, you know, we get excited about our starts. <laughs> Uh, but we don't we don't see it through, right? When I look at this, they started this companies in the eight, company in the eighties, and they're still pushing through, and it's still a family business. And so, man, just what can you be consistent in? That's the question I have for you. You know, if, if it's your purpose, you will be consistent in it. You're not gonna give up on your purpose if it doesn't work in two weeks. I'm sure in thirty something years, 
35 years that they've had issues, 35 years they've had, you know, questions or doubts or times they were going to give up or struggles or opposition. And sometimes for us, it's like you've been doing something six months and you about to quit just because it didn't work out right. Now, you got to balance that out and pray because I do believe sometimes we have to move on from things. So I'm not saying just hold on to something just to be holding on. But I'm also just saying don't give up on it just because it isn't new. All right. Here's my second one. Oh, I wanted to tell y'all. <laughs> oh, I must have been being silly. I said at age at age 13, I was a janitor. I should be rich by now. Uh, that was my takeaway. That was my very first job at 13 years old. I worked at Wayne State University as a part of some summer program. I never see 13 year old kids working anymore. But yeah, I had my first job at 13. I was literally a janitor. Um, too bad I didn't, you know, have the perspective of of Don Chain, you know, uh, maybe I would have owned, you know, Forever 22, but whatever. Takeaway number three, build a legacy for your family. Hire your kids. Look, man, I can't tell y'all how important this one is to me. I had a thought the other day. Most of who we are is because of who we were. What I was thinking about was, I'm like, I didn't just magically become who I was today, who I am was today. Ooh, I talked in past and present. Ooh, at the same time? Y'all sleep. Look, you sleeping on how deep that got. All right. What I'm saying is, good or bad, the things that I, that I am today is not just by chance. You know, I was raised, I was nurtured to be this. There were experiences. And then at some point, I started making my own decisions, either by utilizing the experiences I had understanding them, what I was taught and learned. Like you think about the scripture, you know, raise a child up in the way that they're go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. That means that everything that you're doing right now with your kids, you're imparting something in them. If they're not going to depart, it must have been impart. Don't make me turn into a preacher right now. All right. So what am I saying? My parents took us to look at million dollar houses, took us around looking at cars and all, my dad was all into all type of crazy properties, um, owned a business, uh, a fashion company growing up. So like what I'm saying is like when I start looking at who I am today, I'm like, oh, like I was nurtured to be this. My parents, we were home churched in my home. Then when I went to my father's house, they went to church. And so at the end of the day, I was nurtured to be this. Now I'm not saying and that's why, look, if you go back and, and look at our past shows, we talk about nature versus nurture. And you can get my thoughts on that. So, you know, you got to I'm not going to get into that. But I do think it's important how you're nurtured. And my fear sometimes is I'm looking at how some of these kids are turning out. But then I'm looking at the parents and I'm like, you let YouTube raise that child. You let, you know, the, the, the smart TV raise Netflix kids raise that child. And what's happening is if you allow your kid to be nurtured, you know, by the media, then the result, the end result that you're going to get is going to be based on this. So what am I saying? I'm saying build a legacy, hire your kids, do something to purposely put your kids in position. Look, you don't have to give them hands out, handouts or try to just make life some cupcake run for them. But what you need to do is position them. Sometimes it's not like you're not trying to do things for people, but you're trying to point them in the right direction. And what I like about these type of stories is like, look, you had this company. I'm sure there are some details about how they nurtured their kids in that. And maybe their kids were exposed to business meetings when they were young and different things. And like it's all these things that happen. Talk to any successful person. Start asking them like, or, or read or YouTube about him like, man, what gave him the interest in real estate? What gave this person the interest to open a restaurant? And what you're going to find out is that something happened at an earlier point in their life that piqued their interest, that, that made them believe in something. And so everything matters. Everything you expose your kids to matters. And my fear, y'all, is that we going through this life and we not understanding the importance of the next generation and we're not positioning them to be anything. And then we're talking about them when they become nothing. But really think about it. 
The kids become what you taught them to be. So you can't always just point at the kids and, oh, this generation, oh, these millennials, oh, this, this, and this, Generation Z or whatever. I don't know what generation we own. I couldn't tell. I barely know what I am. All right, let's move on from that. Because y'all are not paying me to preach. Um, the last bullet point, I just put go to church. Okay, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes when I look at, back at old notes and things that I wrote, I'm like, man, what's wrong with you, dude? Just, just go to church, man. Just, just go, go ahead and go to church. What I really meant by that was do something godly. You know what I mean? Like, when these people, like, what I liked about this story, and again, on the surface, I'm not overdoing it. But on the surface, what I liked is like, look, I'm worth $6 billion, but I still go on but missions trips. Trip. What's up, people? You are now listening to Inspire God's People by my homeboy, Jay Will. And I am Doug Rogers, AKA Read Me Versus. I am a clothing line entrepreneur. And you can check out all my clothes, including my top selling I Can't Trust You t-shirt at skydreamingapparel.com. Again, that is skydreamingapparel.com. Thank you for listening to us. Yeah, yeah, shout out to my homie, Doug. I can't trust you. I see the movement. I see you, bruh. Thank you for showing love to the show. Yo, you know what? I want to say one more thing, man. And just sitting here thinking about like this idea of when he was the janitor. So, so many times when we look at success stories, we focus on the end part, like, oh, the billions of dollars and the success, quote unquote success, um, because we have to be careful how we view success. Even as I talk about it, I try to be careful when I'm using these examples of making sure I'm making a difference between just saying like, it's not just the $6 billion that makes someone successful, right? Because you can gain the world and lose your soul. So gaining the world is not necessarily success, okay? So we gotta be careful about that. But here's the thing. What I like to more so look at or what speaks to me even more is I'm putting myself at 29 years old being a janitor and you know, working in a coffee shop. And I think it becomes so hard to go through a process these days in this society because there's so much pressure on normal people to be successful as if they were celebrities or something. So no one wants to be normal anymore because being normal is like failure. It's like, oh, you're not doing this or you're not traveling the world. You ain't been to Dubai or Punta Cana or what? Like, listen, bro, I ain't been to Washington, D.C. yet. Can I go to my, can I go to a couple normal plate? Can I go to Chicago before you ask me if I've been to Punta Cana? Don't even know where Punta Cana is at on the map. Couldn't point it. Look, you can't point out Kansas City, bro. <laughs> you talking about, have I been to Punta? Listen, let me show you this map. You got a C in geography, and you talking about you going to Punta Cana. All right. Anyway, let me move on before someone gets upset. My point is, so many of us struggle through our gas station moments because we have this pressure to try to make every facet of our lives visible. And I want you to think about something. You know, not every area of your life is meant to be on public display. And it doesn't mean that you're just trying to show the dope stuff all the time. Sometimes it just means like, look, this ain't nobody's business. Like what I'm going through right now, I need to go through and I don't need to be pressured to try to make my gas station coffee shop moment seem like something bigger than what it is is because it's part of a bigger picture, but I need to go through it. And I don't need to know what you think about it or I don't need you to be downing me out because I'm in a bad spot or because I'm in a tough spot. But instead of paying attention to what everyone else thinks, Don was paying attention to his surroundings. He was aware. He was really there. What am I saying? Some of us are not even living in our own lives because we're trying to live in the social media matrix. And we're applying pressure on ourselves. It's like, look, bro, my show is where it's at. I'm just trying to get to the next week. I'm just trying to get to the next episode. Like, I just got to go to work today. You know, it's like, look, everything, I, I'll say this. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying you have to think like me, okay? 
you have you reserve the right to think how you want to think. But for me, I'm not like letting y'all pressure me into trying to be some, you know, fake celebrity or I wouldn't care if I was worth a billion dollars right now. I'm going to be regular as long as I can. By the grace of God, I just want to be a regular person. You know, I want to be successful in my own right. And what God has called success for my life. But I don't have to be on nobody's TV show and I don't have to be doing this and that with celebrities to prove, oh, I'm successful. Like, oh, no, I'd rather just still be able to go to the grocery store and still drive whatever car I want to drive and all those type of things and just be chilling, a regular person. We have so much pressure on ourselves right now to be celebrities. And since you pressuring yourself to be a celebrity, working at a coffee shop is embarrassing. So you can't even comfortably work at the gas station or the coffee shop or be a janitor because you're like, oh, man, everybody else posting this. What am I saying? Free yourselves from the bondage of social media. I'm not saying don't be on social media. I'm saying use responsibly. You know what? Okay, let's go to the Bible real quick. I, I, I just thought of something that I think it actually, you know, kind of helped bring this point into a clearer light, you know. And it came from just me playing that song earlier, Ultrasound. I ended the song talking about Exodus chapter 14. And so what was happening there was that this is the point where Moses, you know, was going back to free his people who were enslaved, right? So we're, we're talking about something being exciting in the beginning and then the new car smell wearing off. And I want to encourage you today so that you can even see in scripture how these things are in the Bible. Look, man, that's why I say this show is about balancing faith and business to guide you to your purpose, because so many times we only talking about the business. And some people are, you know, only talking about the faith in a way that is maybe over some people's heads. So I'm not saying only talking about the faith is bad necessarily, but we need to actually be able to be doers of the word not just hearers of the word. So that I want to kind of help bridge this gap, at least in this area today. So let's go to Exodus 14. All right. So again, though, what happens is at this point, understand that, you know, God has actually put it on Pharaoh's heart to free the people, softened his heart. Like Moses had been going through, they went through all these plagues and it's just been a battle to this point to get Pharaoh to let these people go. Pharaoh, let my people go. That's what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the perspective behind that. And so at the end of the day, Pharaoh lets them go. And so then, okay, I'm sure it's like some excitement, like, oh yeah, we about to be free. But then what happens is, then God hardens Pharaoh's heart. Now Pharaoh's going after Moses and the children of Israel, like 600 chariots. And so they, Moses and the children of Israel find themselves at a point now where Wait a minute, God just freed me, and, and now I'm going, but then now the person I just got freed from is chasing me, and I find myself standing here, and this is around Exodus 14 and 21, where you're standing there, and on one side of you, behind you, you got 600 chariots and Pharaoh trying to kill you, and in front of you, you have the Red Sea. Man, come on now, you talking about being between a rock and a hard place? I'm talking about the realities of life right now. Like, not all this cute stuff, not all this, you know, it's your season and all. I'm talking about real life where you find yourself and you like, yo, I know you saying trust God. But right now, the same God that just freed me has me between the Red Sea and an army, right? Here's a dope thing about God. He made a way, right? He provided. So you're talking about, this is where, for me, the term faith to faith. Like, when I think of faith to faith, I just think about how this journey is like you go from faith to faith. Like you're going to always need faith, y'all. We're going to always need faith. It, it, again, I said it earlier. It's not like God just going to bless me with a kid and now I have no other issues in life and I'm a perfect life or whatever. No, we're going to always need faith. And this is just part of the normal journey. And if we're not real with ourselves about this, we're going to get in those moments and be like, why, God? What's going on? What's going on? All right, and so then God tells Moses to raise his staff, and God divides the waters. The children of Israel walk through on dry land. Water comes back in. Pharaoh, all his chariots, all those people are, you know, wiped out. All right, cool. So let's go down. This is Exodus chapter 14, 
And let's go through verse, let's start at verse 29, right? Last couple uh, verses in that chapter. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. But the people of Israel had walked through on the middle of the sea on dry ground as the water stood up like a wall on both sides. Miracle moment, miracle, miracle, miracle moment. Verse 30. That is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hand of the Egyptians that day. And the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. Verse 31, listen to this, y'all. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power of the, of, that the Lord, ah, can I talk or no? I just messed up a good moment of scripture. Anyway, verse 31. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Let's stop and clap our hands. This is excitement. They had experienced the power of God. How many times in your life have you experienced the power of God? Have you experienced God's favor and God opening doors for you and dividing the waters? Let God divide the waters in your life, right? And you're like, oh, I'm excited. I trust you, Lord. I have faith. Oh, hallelujah. Right? You just super saved in that moment. God blesses you with a good job. How many times has God get, opened the door for you and bless you with a job? And in that moment, you like, God, I trust you more than ever before. How many times have you gotten down on your knees and was just like, all right, God, if you do it this time, I, I'm saying if you do this one, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, you do this one? Oh, we, we good, good, good. We good. And that's what happens in this life. Like, we find ourselves in these, in these moments of excitement. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of things you're going to still need to pray for and trust God for in this life. But that don't mean you can't be excited. So I want you to be excited, right? But I want you to understand that as a human being, that new car smell does wear off, right? This is where it gets interesting with the children of Israel. You just go to uh, chapter 15, very next chapter, right? Go down to verse 24. So now you got these people that just said they had faith. They saw the power of God. All right, so let, let's, let's take a pause and think about it. Number one, did you experience or see the power of God? Yes, the answer is yes. They saw, they experienced the power of God. Okay, cool. So that was real. That wasn't fake. Sometimes you got to remind yourself, God did do that. Number two, did you not say that you trusted God and had faith afterwards? Yes, you did. After you experienced his power, you then gave him trust and faith. Okay, cool. I'm just making sure that was you. You said that you did that. But here's verse 24 of the very next chapter. Oh, my bad. Let's, let's go up to verse 22. All right. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they had moved into the desert Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. Uh-oh. Can you say new car smell wearing off? excitement wearing a little off, right? You've been in the desert for three days, right? Oh, God was cool. Like, oh, it was good when you did that three days. Okay, that was good. Verse 23. When they came to the oasis of Mara, the water was too bitter, bitter to drink. So they called the place Mara, Mara, sorry, which means bitter. It's kind of like Mariah, Mara. My point is, okay, let's pause. So wait a minute. I just was trusting God. I just experienced his power. But now I'm in this desert. I'm in this dry spot. I'm in my janitor moment. I work at the coffee shop now. And now it's like, mm, okay, it's been three days, God. Okay, excitement wearing off. Then imagine getting to your oasis, getting to this thing that looks and feels and seems like a blessing, a blessing, having your hopes high, like, ooh, this is it just to find out that the water is too bitter to drink. Verse 24. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink, they demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, 
obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees. Then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent out on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. After leaving Marah, the, the Israelites traveled onto the oasis of Elam, where they found 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They camped there beside the water. Okay, I read all of that to say, first of all, I think it's funny that on the last show I was joking about decreeing and declaring, and then just by chance, mm, is it by chance? Is the Lord trying to speak to you, Jay? Is the Lord trying to tell you to decree and declare like he did at the desert? Sure. As they went to Elam, he began to declare. All right. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, that was funny. But I said all of that to say, look, there are going to be times in your life where you're excited. And that excitement is going to wear off. And it's during that time that, yes, you may doubt God. You may begin to experience a lack of faith. But that's not where you should stay. Just because you're human and that may happen to you, you need to find a way to read his word, trust his word. Let the word minister to you. Let's not just always skate past to the next thing or try to make the word mean what we want it to mean. But allow the word to minister to you in a way where it really speaks to your heart and you like, you know what? I might be in a dry place right now, but that don't mean that I'm going to always be here. That also doesn't mean that you ain't never got me out of a dry spot before. Like, because sometimes when you get in your desert place, you forget that God brought you out before. Like you talking about some people that had started complaining because they couldn't get good water, but they were just free from slavery. And so as you, when you think about it, it's like, the thing that you are complaining about isn't even as great as the thing that God has already delivered you from. And that's how we all get sometimes. Sometimes I'm spending days complaining about little normal random stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Think about where the Lord has brought you from. Think about the deliverance. Think about the change that God has put in your life. Think about the people that God has put in your life, the opportunities that the Lord has given you. Think about how you've grown as a businessman, think about, you know, how the Lord made moves for you when you were in school to allow you to graduate. And you're going to second guess me because the piece of code. It's like sometimes we get mad about anything. You get home from a long day. We're like, why this piece of code? Look, I, you got a microwave and an oven. Put the piece, put the slice of piece on the George Foreman grill. Try something new today. Don't get upset. Don't complain. Don't turn against me because today isn't your day. Look, today ain't the Instagram day. Look, sometimes it's like, look, I'm not going on the stories today. I'm not posting this week. I, I experienced that all the time. It's like, hey, look, I'm not posting this week. I got too much real life going on. There's real life to go on from me, and I know with you and anyone else. Don't think that someone's not experiencing real life just because you're not seeing every moment. Look, there's a lot you don't know about me. There's times I done done this show with tears in my eyes. There's show, times that I've done this show with pain in my heart. It's a lot of real life that goes on with it friends and family and you at the hospital with people. And I mean, I've been at the hospital with people a lot. I've been to a couple funerals this year. It's like, it's a lot going on. It's real life going on, but you have a purpose. God has called us to something to live for a reason, for a greater purpose so that he may be glorified. And even though you're in a dry spot in a dry moment right now, God can take you out of there. He took them out of bitter water, made that water good, and then still took them to a better place. And you talking about this is come from coming off slavery. I know that God has done something great in your life. Remember those moments. Take a moment, step back. Turn off the TV sometimes, y'all. We got to turn off the TV. I'm learning how to get away and get just with God. Just get with him and away from trying to post something in that moment or how I'm going to promote the show or whatever. Man, forget it all sometimes. Get away, get in the Lord, and remember, that's the point. Remember the things that God has done for you. Remember the times that he's delivered you. Remember the times that he's healed you, the opportunities that he's given you. And know that he is the Lord thy God. And know that his will is for the best for us, but for the best for our spirit. And what's best for your spirit isn't always great to your flesh. You feel me? 
Look, man, I hope and pray that today's show has inspired you, that it has opened your eyes or reminded you of something that the Lord has done for you and giving you the strength that even though you might not be excited, even when the new car smell wears off, that you're still able to live in and go after your purpose. Look, man, every day isn't going to feel exciting, but we can't follow our feelings. You know what I'm saying? Look, do me a favor, man. Make sure you share this show with someone. Like, I don't care if it's somebody at your job or your school or on the bus. Like, just tell somebody, like, look, you need to, like, you need this on your phone. Just go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, inspiregodspeople.podbean.com. YouTube, wherever you got to go, just share this show with at least one person. That's what I ask you. Or have someone listen to it with you. That goes a long way. Thank you all so much for sharing on social media and talking about the show and sending me messages. That's always cool, too. I get a lot of messages and things every week. And just to talk about people and hear hear the responses is very um, inspiring to me to know that the show is living up to his name and that I'm walking in my purpose. So. Look, I do, before I go, want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Ebony Hall of Wynobi Concepts. She shot my new music video for Under the Sun. If you haven't seen it, just go to YouTube, type in J Will Music, J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks to everyone who subscribed this week. Um, I'm trying to get better at putting the content on YouTube. So this week was a good week. You know what I'm saying? It was a good week. Uh, and I'm gonna keep that same energy when the excitement wears off. Um, the video's new this week, but you know, next week it'll be like in the social media world, a thing of the past. But I'm grateful for you. And um the response to the video has been amazing. Um, and specifically, Ebony just did an awesome job, man. If you need some video work, check out Wynobi Concepts. Concepts. Ebony Hall. Ebony Hall. Ebony Hall. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. God's people, thank you for listening to today's show. Look, do you have feedback? You want to let me know what's on your mind? You got a topic you want to hear? Or you just want to let me know what you thought about today's show? It's easy. Shoot me an email. You can catch me at Music at gmail.com. Again, Music. It's all one word. Let me know what you think. And you like this show, don't you? So you know what you want to do? You want to listen to it at work. You want to listen to it in the gym. Do me a favor. Just search Inspire God's People. You can Google it. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to music or podcasts. You know what else? You should share this show with someone. Why? Because it's a good show. And if you don't like this show, just act like you like it. 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 Act like you like it.